Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 190 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. Happy New Year for real this time. It is for real, for real. So, no surprises. We recorded our January 1st episode, which aired last Tuesday. That was recorded well before the holidays. So, this feels like a return to podcasting. It really does. I um, I have to tell you, I could not find my <laughs> my mic and headphones when I went to like sit down to record. I had to, they were on my desk, but like under this huge mound of, you know, Christmas stuff, yes. like, like boxes that I haven't dealt with yet and some balled up wrapping paper and stuff. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. We are still digging out over here yeah. as well. And I had to find my cord, but I went back and looked because we did so many episodes over the holidays that we were recording just all the time. Yes. And we have not recorded for 15 days. So that's, that's a long time since we've it's talked such a long time in this capacity. We still right. box each other and, you know, message. But we took like, we took a legitimate break. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, a legit break. So Um, hopefully you guys have listened to last week's episode. This is a two part and this is a continuation. And while we don't usually do this to you guys, we don't tell you, you have to listen to this one first and this one second. I think in this case, they really are meant to go together. So if you missed last week's episode, you could pause and go back or just keep listening and see what you think. Um, but they're definitely meant to complement each other. I feel like the last episode set this one up. It definitely did. Yeah. And I actually had to go back and listen to it because it had been so long since we recorded. So um, we what we did is we kind of unpacked this whole idea of setting intentions for the new year. We spent a lot of time talking about the word of the year phenomenon, which if you are someone who's been skeptical of that or is a little bit like on the fence about it or even poo poos that idea, definitely go back and listen, because we, we were pretty honest about the reasons why. We haven't been word of the yeah. year people, but then we came around to trying it this year. And, and I'm all in. And Megan's all in <laughs> in many in. ways, which you guys yes. are going to find out. Um, and then we also just talked in general about what it means to set intentions as a mom, especially a mom of little kids. Um, and again, if you are in those trenches where you feel like this episode might not be for you or you don't have the headspace, really go back and listen last week, because I think that's what we tried to do is just take the pressure off a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but there's still ways to sort of put yourself in a frame of mind this time of year that just can feel good. Even if, Mm. even if you don't have to check anything off a list or really do anything or sign up for anything, um, there's low key ways to keep intentions in the back of your mind. So that was what we did last week. Um, And this week we're going to get into some really practical ways, assuming you are going to have some goals and intentions for this year, whatever that looks like for you, What are some ways to sort of keep that top of mind and keep the momentum going past, you know, January 8th as we are today or maybe January 31st? So that's kind of that's where we are today. Yeah, and I'm excited because like I feel like in the last episode, I just got to sit there and I don't know, navel gaze for a while. And and now you get to lead us through some really practical (laughs) applications, which to your strength. Yeah, it's a perfect um, display of our kind of like (laughs) style differences here. So I love it. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
all of our places products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, our place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay. So I have a funny place for us to start, Megan. Okay. And that is with an internet meme that was floating oh around boy. around okay. the new year. And I'm going to read it to you because we're okay. going to jump into like getting really gung-ho about all these changes we want to make or new intentions or goals. But I thought this was very poignant when I saw it. And it's called A Toast to the Old You. And it's by Emily McDowell. So I want to give credit. Many of you probably saw this online. And it says, if you feel inspired to use the new year to help you reset or change habits, great. And yet the old you has survived every terrible day, every hard thing, every awful circumstance, and every heartbreak you've ever felt. The old you is a fighter and that's worth celebrating. That is nice. How I did just, I miss that? Oh, it was all up in my feed everywhere. Well, I wasn't on the Instagrams much. Well, I thought, no, it was the Facebook holiday. too. It was Facebook <laughs> too. Um, but I think that's just a place to start because anytime we talk about making positive change, it can be easy to interpret that as like, everything's got to change. Old, and all, or, the old you wasn't really that great. Right. And everything <laughs> yeah. you've been doing has got to be overhauled. So let's yeah. just like take a big, you know, pause to remember that the old you got you to where you are and the right. old you probably birthed or brought home a couple of kids. I mean, like yeah. the old you is pretty awesome. Also, you still are the old you. Sorry right. to say. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've said a word for the year, but I'm only like eight days in. You're and, still Megan. Uh, I'm still Megan, turns out. Um, you know, a, a changing Megan, but yeah. And, but I've been changing my whole life. And that's the other thing that I like to think about sometimes is like you go forward and go back sometimes. Uh -huh. Like, there's times of my life I feel like I can look back with clarity and say, gosh, I was so like self-aware during that time, or mm -hmm. I was so confident during that time, or I was such a hustler during that time. And then I kind of, eh. yeah. and then you go back. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's not linear. It's not forward right. motion all the time. It's, right. You know, that's a really, like, that's a really good point. And Im yeah. <laughs> improvement in quotation marks doesn't have to be always upward improvement. Improvement right. might, be in hunker, might be hunkering down for a year or yeah. scaling back for a year. So, yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to start by kind of briefly recapping our words for the year, because if you mm -hmm. listened last year, we each were on the fence about a few. We shared why we shared the general theme. So I just want you to tell me your word if you've decided on one and just kind of quickly remind us why and how you got there. Okay. Well, does it have to be quick? <laughs> I mean, people are, we, we have a captive audience. They're not going okay. anywhere. So can I just share that this was a freaking awful holiday for me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, we and I have talked, you and I have talked about yeah. it, but mostly you've been busy and I've been busy and we've just been like boxing a yeah. lot. So we really haven't had a chance to talk through it. So when, when we recorded the first half of this 15 days ago, yes, December 23rd, um, December 23rd, I was, um, Let's see. The the thick of the crap was beginning to yeah. like sort of, you know, fester around me. But like I really hadn't dived into it just yet. So and my two words that I was kind of deciding between, I believe at the time were patience and discipline. And I was and focus. Pretty, yeah, and they focus. were all in there. Mm -hmm. They were all in there. 
because I just had in my mind, like, I just need more discipline. If I have more discipline, I can create, you know, these healthier habits in my life. If I just right. have more discipline, I can meet these goals and blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, my grandma died over the holiday, which yeah. she was ancient and like, she had a great death and like, yay, it's a celebration right. of her life, but that sucked. Yeah. And then a very promising relationship ended. Okay. During the holiday. This all happened within like a two day yeah. period. Then I had Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a bunch of family comes from out of town. So for the next five days, I'm hanging out. Like, I was kind of, like, I love my family so much, but, like, I kind of was obligated to hang out around a bunch of married people yeah. for the entire holiday. And I just didn't want to. I wanted to be anywhere but there. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. I have to tell you, like, I've been through some stressful Christmases. And this was one of, this is one where I was in a particularly bad place. Um, so. We're going to talk a little bit about something kind of crazy that I'm doing that mm -hmm. I feel like is kind of pulling me out of it. But I decided like at one point I just had this light bulb moment that the word really is patience for me because everything else stems mm -hmm. from that. So mm -hmm. the things that keep me from being disciplined are my general impatience. Okay. And the things that keep me from focusing are my general impatience. And the only way for me to like find my way to those things it's not like imposing something on myself from outside, but right. like developing something from the inside mm. out. If that makes more mm -hmm. sense, I can't really, I can't really wrap my brain around um, developing or manifesting discipline, but I can manifest the patience that leads me to make better choices. Right. Right. So that was just like a, like a mind shift thing for me. Um, I'll talk more about yoga later, but the, my studio is their monthly theme. They have like a word. This month it's Santosha, which means like basically means contentment. Okay. So just being content with whatever's in front of you, whether it's like something really sucky or something really great. And so that also kind of helps just like, I don't know, make that all line up in my head. So that's where I am. That's my very long winded way of telling you how I circled back around to patience. And it's serving me pretty well so far. Well, I love it because last week we talked about a lot of the ways that you and I are opposites, but actually that contentment with what's in front of you, it directly ties into my word. Um, which of course I'm sure I arrived at totally differently, but I right. chose the word invite. And it was one of the first ones that came to me when I, I don't know, I listed like six last week. Um, and I, it's, it's very abstract. Um, so to me, the word invite is sort of suggests openness, um, mm -hmm. and sort of a willingness to engage. And the opposite of invite is what I'm kind of, I don't want to focus on the negative, but the things that I'm looking to move away from are things like resistance, mm -hmm. um, being closed off, like being sort of unwilling or delaying difficult conversations or difficult feelings, this sort of like putting walls up. So I chose invite because it just makes me think of like welcoming, welcoming mm. emotions in, welcoming yeah. people in. Um, I, we've talked about how I'm an introvert who loves to be alone, but I think we can all swing in big pendulums. And I think if anything, I want to do a little bit more reaching out, cultivating community, getting together with people. So literally inviting people into my home, inviting friendships to kind of grow, inviting conversations that are maybe awkward or difficult or bring up mm. feelings. So that is where invite came from. Um, and I admit it hasn't, it, it hasn't like felt like a perfect fit, like a perfect shoe. It has felt like this is the word and I'm still almost defining it as I go. And I yeah. think that's okay. So it, yeah, no, that's totally it feels like okay. the right word, but well, I, I feel like I'm having a little trouble articulating why. And, and that's okay. The English language is a limiting thing. Right. We don't always have the right, just the right word, right. which I think we kind of touched on yeah. in the last episode. Like, yeah, there's not always just that right thing that describes exactly what it is you want. And I right. think you just have to get as close as you can and, and make use of it by making it mean something for you. But right. I think it's a good one. Oh, thank you. And we're going to get into then like how you can make that a little more literal for yourself. But I have to say I was reading um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, and I started it before the, you know, before the holiday and I finished it on the plane ride home on January 2nd. And like the very last page had just a really beautiful passage about feeling discouraged or, you know, having the world be difficult and inviting one another in. And then that's mm. sort of the way forward. And she specifically used the word invite. And I was like, okay, well, that's it. It just felt fitting. You know how those little, yeah. those little serendipitous thing happen. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, then I, I have, that. I have a little addendum. I have two sort of mantra questions that I added to mine that actually have nothing to do with the word invite. So they're a little bit separate, but I am focusing on them. And these have more to do with dealing with stress and anxiety 
And anyone who with anxiety knows you tend to spend a lot of time either forecasting the future or replaying the past. And that's, you know, this is nothing new to those of you who are familiar with this. But um, my two questions are that I can ask myself, what is true right now? And what can I do about it? Because that applies to a whole bunch of mm. things, like everything it from really like, does. I'm stressed out about the clutter in my kitchen or, you know, bigger, more emotional stuff. So what is actually yeah. true in this moment? Because often um, the anxiety brain will sort of extrapolate that to some kind of catastrophe that isn't actually true. Um, so what is true right now and what can I do about it? So I'm sort of mulling those over too as well. I love that. And can I just tell you, I am laughing internally to myself about how opposite our two words are because we're so different in yeah. these ways. Like for me, um, the idea of not inviting, like inviting people and I do that too much. Like right. I'm too open. Like yeah. I, I let things get ahead of themselves before they need to. And I'm trying not to do anything. Like yeah. I'm trying to say like, instead of what can I do about it? It's like, it's not my job right. to do anything about it. And it's just so funny to me. Like, I know. I love it. And, and, and also I think that there's probably been times when I was more needing that, like, yeah. you know, you can be a certain kind of person, but still wherever you are right now could be a completely different place right. year to year. Well, so. I think of you actually as someone like a model of reaching out and engaging with people in all kinds of different aspects of your life. Like you're always going out and doing things and getting together with friends. And so, yeah. 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 Well, now I'm going cavey. <laughs> it's going to be me. Join me. Pajamas and bad TV for the next three months, baby. And yoga. And yoga. <laughs> and I'm not talking to anyone while I'm there. I'm just so kidding. Funny. I can't help but talk to people while I'm there. But I love it. Okay. So I'm going forward with this, assuming that you listeners out there are thinking of some kind of intentions for the new year. I don't think this has to be a word. We're going to talk about the word, but it really can be if you've made goals, resolutions, like whatever you've got, we all have the challenge of moving forward and keeping those things kind of top of mind so that we don't lose traction. So yeah. um, with regard to the word, the first thing I wanted to bring up was it's pretty popular to sort of bring this abstract concept that's in your head into a physical form of some kind. So I have seen on the internet, I've seen people um, order bracelets or a little trinket with the word on it, necklaces with the word in kind of a script. Um, you could do something like a pretty framed print or make a collage. You could put it on your letterboard. You could write it on a sticky note and put it on your bathroom mirror mm -hmm. like the olden days. But anything that takes the word out of your head and gives it physical shape in a, in the key phrase is in a way that's meaningful to you because otherwise it doesn't matter, right? Right. Um, so I guess my question for you is, do you have thoughts on this? Do, have you done anything like this or, or might you? Um... I have not, not okay. like what you're describing. Yeah. It's not very, that's not very me. Yeah. It's not really the way that's not, um, uh, like a visual representation like that isn't something that's particularly speaks to me. Right. But I am really creating a lot of action around my word and it's stuff that I'm doing, like that I've set myself up to do constantly. And okay. I'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, also I'm journaling a lot and I just, I talked about in the, I think the last episode yeah. that I'm. Um, I just, I switched to Google Docs because I was doing it in a book, which I still like. I still have my journal, like my physical journal, mm -hmm. and I still write things in it, but I'm not like journaling per se the way, first of all, I find that my mind, my hand can't keep up with my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I find it very frustrating sometimes um, journaling in a, in a notebook when I can't get the thoughts out the yeah. way I want them to get out. And it just takes longer. I do like the rhythmicness of writing, but, but I use it now for a different purpose, mm -hmm. but I have my. I have my, um, my journal open all the time. It's always in a window and I pop into it two, three times a day. And sometimes I'll just read back over like the last few things I said. And mm -hmm. I'm a little obsessive about it right now because I'm like, so in the weeds right now yeah. with dealing with so many things, but like that will, you know, that'll, that'll ease off a bit, yeah. but that's tends to be the kind of thing that I um, do. I've also created a bit of a mantra myself mm -hmm. and I've used this during the kind of yoga classes that allow for it. So not all do. It's not always time to think through a mantra mm -hmm. when you're sweating and down dog, but, um, and it's just, there is no hurry. I love that. There is no hurry. There is no hurry. And then sometimes I add on, I can wait. I love that. I can wait. I can wait. And if I just say that to myself, like in a moment of stress or in class and I'm thinking about it, uh, it does help. Yeah. I so. really love that. That's, it's a little different than what you're asking. To me, it's more of a, a spiritual or yeah. a mental manifestation, but that's kind of the world I live in anyway. Yeah. So no, yeah. it makes sense. And, you know, having your journal document there is still yeah. a way to keep this sort of physically accessible to you so that yes. it doesn't, you don't just forget your word. 
Right. Um, I'm kind of on the same page as you in terms of it's not really my style. I, I'm pretty private about these things. It's actually yes. even t- even doing a podcast episode on this type of thing is different for me. And it's good because I'm inviting you all in. Get oh, it? Yeah. Um, but I'm not like a big put it on. I'm just more private about it. Yeah. And so I, and honestly, I would feel goofy like putting a sticky yeah. on my mirror, but that uh, people do it and love it. So yeah. And the yeah. bracelets, if you're into that kind of thing, we can link up a few in the show notes um, because I do think that a a physical reminder, that something that you look at a lot um, can be just a great little mental trigger. So I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not knocking it at all. I just don't think the bracelet or necklace or letter board would be for me. Um, one thing I did do, I started a new notebook journal um, this year and I did kind of journal about the word right on the first page and I kind of wrote it big, you know, so it, it was like the physical introduction to my journal to my year. So um, so moving on to my next kind of tip, I guess, or thing to discuss is tying the word to something that you already do every day. Um, or and again, some of this is overlapping, putting it in a place mm. visually of something that you see every day. So the one idea that popped into my head for me is I know sometimes people um, have it as the lock screen on their phone, mm. which I think mm-hmm. is really clever because you look at your phone a million times a day. Um, another thing could be writing at the top of your calendar, your planner each week. This is a little less physical. It's a little more like what you're talking about with your journal. But if you're if you're in this space every day or doing this action every day, somehow tying your word to it. So Gretchen Rubin in the um, the Better Than Before book calls this the strategy of pairing. So you pair yeah. something that you want to do more of with something that you already do naturally or that you love to do and they go together. So I use the example of my dad used to put his packet of vitamins in his empty wine glass so that by the time (laughs) he reached for his wine glass at the end of the day, if he hadn't remembered to take his vitamins, they were right there. So you're pairing two things together. So I wondered if this has come up for you with patients at all or or just having the word accessible to you um, other than the journaling, which you already discussed. No, I haven't done that yet. I like the idea, especially... And here's one thing that I want to point out right now. I am like obsessively in self-improvement mode because it's a distraction for me and it's, it's something positive to focus on. Mm -hmm. If I were more like, if I were more kind of in the, like, everything's pretty cool right now, it would be so much easier for me to forget. Right. So you are, you are just all in right now. Like the word is like a neon sign. Right. It's so, it's so in front of me. I don't need to do anything to tie, but there have been years when I have, um, when I haven't set an intention or a word and literally forgotten it within like two days. Yeah, that's kind of couldn't even remember what it was. (laughs) So (laughs) if I was in a different frame of mind right now, I'd probably be trying to do more stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one and it's just still developing. So my kids went back to school today. So this is really like the beginning of like where life takes over. I've had a lot of good self-reflection time and it's all easy in the first week of January, but now's the time where you really do want to sort of build this into your daily habit. So I'm up at five anyway, either Mm -hmm. reading or journaling or a combination of the two. Um, And so I, with the word invite, I decided that on Mondays, I'm going to set intentions for the week. I'm up anyway, journaling. That's the part that I'm already doing. Um, But I thought if I set intentions for the week in the form of invitation, so this week I'm going to invite, and I did it this morning and they were very, um, it was sort of like different people in my life that I want to connect with or engage with. And it wasn't a literal invitation. Like I'm not going to invite five different people to coffee, but it was maybe invite a conversation about something with this person or, um, so that was, that felt good. And I feel like I could do that once a week and sort of keep the word Mm. in action, like take the word as a concept and then put it in action throughout my week. So we'll see how that goes, but that, I guess it's pairing because I'm already up kind of in thinking mode. Um, yeah. but bringing the word once a week, bringing the word as the focus of my intentions. Well, what I week. probably should do, because at some point I will start to waver, right. you know, like at some point I won't be so laser focused anymore is get a tea mug. Yeah. That has, that has something on there that rem- either the word or something that reminds me yeah. of it because I have my tea mug in my hand like all day long. And I'm very, um, I'm very, part- we've talked about glassware yeah. and yes, <clears throat> how particularly we or how particular we are about it. And yeah. when I'm in all in with one kind of mug, I will only use that. Yeah, mug. I'm, I get I'm, really I'm, mad if other people use yes, it. Yes, so. I have one right now. I got one for <laughs> Christmas. It's totally my new mug. I love that. That is totally using the strategy of pairing and tea is such a ritual, right? So right. like if there's something, I don't know, there's a million ways you could do it, but something to pair every time you make a cup of tea um, you don't look at your phone while you're waiting for it to steep because you're right. just patiently waiting for it to steep. Well, you know, what, like fill in the blank. But I right. think that's a great, I love that. 
Um, and I, I think there are a bunch of other ways, but I think if you think about as you guys get back into routine and um, old habits take over, think about pairing the old habits with the new one, I guess is sort of mm-hmm. the takeaway there. Yeah. Um, because it tri- it's a good, nice little trick for your brain. Yes. Yep. We uh, all, we're all, we're all victims of our own wiring, right? Right. I mean, our brains literally wire themselves to be, yes. to do whatever it is that we consistently do. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Might as well, you know, use that to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking exactly. of, that's a perfect segue. So my next one, and this is something I could probably do a whole episode on, but I'll keep it short. And that is using the technology around us to our advantage. Um, and technology is such a drain when it doesn't work for us. And it's the source of so many bad habits that it feels almost weird to think about using it for positive change. But I just, I'm a huge fan of taking the time to use the tech in our lives to support the behaviors that we want. Um, And it's hard because most of this technology is designed to suck us into really like addictive behaviors so and competitively with other like they're yeah. all competing for our attention exactly. all these apps and things yeah, exactly kind of so this might look different depending on how techy you are and what you um how you use technology but i'll just give my example and i'm really excited about this so this weekend i took an old ipad mini which is like the size of a kindle it's like a little lightweight mini ipad that the kids don't play games on anymore because it doesn't <laughs> doesn't do much. I can't keep up. And I stripped it completely down and I turned it into uh, basically an an e-reader for my mornings because I, I stay away from my phone in the morning because it stresses me out, right? Like I get on there, it's three hours later on the East coast already. There's already messages and things. And no matter how hard I try, even if I say, Oh, I'm just going to go into the calm app and meditate. I, if my phone's in my hand, it's, I'm falling down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So this old iPad now has, it has the LA times and the New York times newspaper apps. It has Instapaper, which I've used on and off. I don't know if you've ever used it, Megan, but it's like a way to save articles you want to read, but then you open it and there's no ads, there's no distractions. It's just the article. So it's like creating your own little newspaper. So if I see an article earlier in the day, I can save it to my Instapaper and then it'll be there on this iPad in the morning. So I'm really excited because I do enjoy books in the morning, but Mm -hmm. I also would like to read some articles and news. And I didn't have a way to do that other than my phone or computer, which are so loaded with work. So yeah, that's why I don't use my phone with the Kindle app. I don't even bother. I have an old fashioned, not old fashioned, but it's a few years old um, paper white Kindle. Uh And and I, I use it all the time because every time I try to use my phone, it's like you don't even know that you're clicking away until you're already gone off the book. You're like, what, right, right, what happened? Right. <laughs> because because my phone is in my hand, I feel like I need to be doing something other than reading. Yes. And it's very strange. Yeah. yeah. And even um, if you're, I'm pretty good about not having a lot of notifications actually ding or pop up. But yeah, if, me too. If but the still. power is in your hand to yes. wander, yep. you will wander. So yep. that was um, that was a good one for me. But I also think like thought of things like just taking the time to learn how to use, like if you got an Alexa or a Google Home, like, take the time to learn to use that technology to do things that you really want to do. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, play my morning playlist and set up that playlist, the one that makes you feel really good. So use, like, be the boss of your technology so that it is not, what did I put in the outline? So it's not like your needy codependent roommate right. who sucks the life out of you. But like, <laughs> yeah. it really is your assistant in the change mm-hmm. that you want to make. So I don't know, has anything yeah. come up for you with technology? Um, well, I did, and this, I did this a little while ago and it, it, it really relates more to the habits I'm trying to, um, not specifically patients, but just like the habits I'm trying to sort of, um, I don't know, manifest in my life. And some of those are getting better sleep. Uh-huh. And um, so I switched to a regular alarm clock and got, and stopped using my phone okay. as a, an alarm, which seems like such a dumb thing. Like, why would I double up in the first place? I don't know, but I always did. So I would always, I would have this really complicated sort of, you know, back and forth where my, so I have a light up alarm. We've talked about that. Okay. It's like the kind yeah. of slowly lights your room, like a half hour before it goes off, which I love. But then I'd have like another alarm set on my phone, which is completely unnecessary. Yeah. And what it would do is mean that my phone had to be within arm's reach when I went to bed mm-hmm. because otherwise, and it would also mean my phone would end up in my hand first thing in the morning mm-hmm. because that was the last alarm I would mm-hmm. turn off. So it was not only messing with my sleep because like they were going off at these weird times and I was doing a lot of like random hitting of snooze buttons and stuff, but it was like, I was training myself to basically have my phone in my hand the last thing before bed and first thing in the morning. And honestly, just making my, just making my phone, not my alarm anymore Mm -hmm. made a huge difference. Um, Another thing I just did, and this is kind of silly, but I had downloaded words with friends Mm -hmm. because I love word games. Mm -hmm. 
and I like playing them with my friends and my family. And I had it for like a week and deleted it because I thought if the whole point is I want to play games with my friends, I yeah. have friends I can play games with yeah. like in real life. Like yeah. I can go play a game of Scrabble anytime I want to with mm-hmm. people that I know. And I, this game is like on steroids. There's like so many like badges you can win and it's really ridiculous. And I just realized it was starting and I'm not judging it at all. I, I was candy crusher. I crushed hard for yeah. like six months, but <laughs> it was starting to become this weird obligation. And I would get on it and be like, Oh, I've got four notifications because yeah. my sister and I were playing. And every time one of us would win, we both rematch. Uh-huh. So the games were multiplying like gremlins. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, I've got four games of going with my sister. Two of them. I don't even want to play because I don't have any good letters. Like mm-hmm. it just became this thing that kept me on my phone mm-hmm. when I, at times of day, when I didn't want to be on my phone. Yep. Like it was always filler. It was always yep. a time when I had like really nothing else going on, but could have found something more productive to do. Yeah. I would reach for my phone and play words with friends. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. So I deleted it and I don't miss it. Well, I think deleting an app is probably the simplest thing you can do to sort of take charge of your technology. Yeah. Again, there's lots of things you can add in. You could have a mindfulness notification pop up if right. you want. I've never found those types of things helpful. It's more about like, how do I want this device to work for me? Because the more, I mean, sure, a reminder to take deep breaths, which I've had come up on my watch and I look at it and I'm like, I don't have time to take a deep breath right now. (laughs) But don't tell me what to do. Yeah. It's more likely (laughs) that I need to figure out how each device can serve me and how it's not serving me. So I think that's, that's just always a, it's a, it's a fascinating ongoing conversation because it's only, we're only getting smarter with technology. So we're always going to be having this discussion forever. Yes. Um, yep. Okay. So my last one, and we've kind of come back around to this is if you're looking for ways to keep your intentions or your words or your goals or your resolutions top of mind, when in doubt, write it down. Even mm. if you're not a journaler, even if you don't feel particularly inspired to like write pages and pages about it. I, there's something physical about writing a list or checking things off a list or bringing things from your brain out onto paper. It could be electronically, it could be on an old sheet of paper. Um, but I, what I have found is I will always convince myself that I'm going to remember this thought or this idea. And we do it with, you know, we do it with all kinds of things, creative ideas, um, but being in practice of having a place to write something down doesn't have to be fancy. Um, I think is it's so much easier to return. Like, let's see, let's say your kids get sick in January, you're traveling and like a month and a half from now, you just really want a reset. You will have those thoughts written down those lists and those scribblings. And that is such mm-hmm. a good place to sort of like you're immediately you're like right back there. You're like, oh, that's right. My word. So when <laughs> yeah. in doubt, write it down. I don't know if that's I mean, you are doing a lot of writing right now. So that I don't yeah, need to tell you. That's something that I've always done anyway. Like I probably honestly get a little obsessive about it and possibly could back off of that a little bit. But um, it's it's helpful. It gets my gets me out of my head a little bit. And if I'm having a super stressful or, or I find that if I'm having a lot of anxiety around something that's happening to me or has happened to me or that I perceive as happening to me, which are two different things. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to get in front of my journal. Okay. It really, it does. It creates like, there was times over this holiday where I wanted to ditch the party and go home and get in my bed and write in my journal, even though nothing was going to change. It was just a way of, I don't even know what it was. It's like, it's very, it's almost meditative for me. Well, um, I have to interrupt because the, again, coming back to our opposites, I, um, I'm really good at writing down to-do lists and functional things, but I have talked about how I kind of struggle with the journaling. And part of that is like, yeah, just it, it invites complicated feelings. And so that yeah. I, I'm learned, I'm taking a tip from you because as much as I write down goals and plans and stuff like that. I have not been a good free journaler in a long time. So that's something that can change. Well, one thing that I'm so interestingly where I'm taking a tip from you (laughs) (laughs) is to make like make my journaling count for something. So it's great to sit there. It it makes me feel like I'm doing something, Mm -hmm. which for someone who's a doer, like I'm an action oriented person, Mm -hmm. it feels good to be doing, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't really lead you Mm -hmm. anywhere. It doesn't necessarily create positive change. So um, I have been now like, and this doesn't exactly tie in with patients specifically necessarily, but I'm kind of approaching and we're going to talk more about calendars later. So yeah. this is separate from a, a calendar or even a to-do list, but in my journal. So I'm not putting this in my, um, so in my physical journal. Mm-hmm. So I've got three things going. I've got my document. That's my, that's my like dear diary journal. Yeah. Right. I've got my notebook. That's like my professional 
kind of like, this is my schedule for the day notebook. And then I've got this other thing, which would have once been my physical handheld journal where I would have written my dear diary stuff. I'm not doing that anymore in this physical journal. But I am kind of taking a different approach to to to-do lists. And that's to basically look at my life as a series of pillars. Um, I'm toying with it because right now I have eight and that's just way too many. They're home, health, family, work, finances, community relationships, and self. Okay. I realize like a lot of the self stuff all like kind of ties in all other places. Uh So I probably don't need it, but I did one day put on under self. I put buy new mascara and deodorant Yeah, because it didn't fit anywhere else. Yeah. Anyway. So it becomes kind of like a differently functioning to do list Uh because it's not like a do this, 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 like in, in order one, two, three, four, five. It's also a way for me to be really honest about what parts of my life are getting more focused than others. I love that. So and it's okay. Like I can't put, so right now I have it set up so that there's two lines for each thing. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to get two things under eight categories done every single day. Right. So some days, right. some categories only have one thing or they're blank and that's fine. Yeah. But my goal is to be able to flip back through and say, okay, so I see here that my relationships one gosh, I've been great about getting together with friends yeah, and, you know, making time for this person and that person, but I've really not been that great about making sure that I am looking at my credit card bill to make sure I pay it on time or yeah. whatever the thing is, you know? Yeah. So there, I just want to make sure, sh- I want to be like honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And so this is a good way of doing that. And it's not exactly journaling, but it is writing it down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, yeah. And it, having a visual. Yeah. And I, I love anything with categories. Like that's how my brain just wants to put things in columns. So I love it. And it, it is similar to how my to-do list works with fewer, fewer pillars. But um, for me, it's just easier to think this goes in that box. But I love what you're saying about then when you look back retrospectively, you can see when you're out of balance or looking right. ahead to see like, I'm going to need to like up the self-care game in the next month right. because there's too much happening over here. So I love right. it. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Motion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Um, Well, before we launch back in, I just wanted to welcome new listeners. I know it's a new year. A lot of you got new devices and maybe a new resolution to listen to podcasts. So we are so glad you're here. 
You can always email us to say hello. It's just hello at themomhour.com. We do make every effort to reply to every single email. It sometimes takes us a while, but we love hearing from you. And also, if you go to our website at themomhour.com, there's a big thing that says new start here. And we've collected all of our favorite episodes kind of divided up by stage of life. So if you don't know where to start, that's a great place. Um, And then speaking of the website, if you're not familiar with how this works, every time we mention a book or an article, or even if we briefly mention something during the podcast, we will link it up in the show notes at themomhour.com. So you can always go to themomhour.com and you just look for the latest episode or the episode number that you were listening to. Um, and we'll have everything there. And every once in a while, we forget to link something up and you can shoot us an email, but we're pretty good about it. So if we mentioned something that you want to check out more about, including our sponsors, just head to the show notes. Yeah. And I also want to mention if anyone emailed us during the month of December, <laughs> I got you. This could take me some time. <laughs> we've started, we've started alternating out. months. We're trying <laughs> yes. a new system. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a little behind at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> we do love hearing from you guys and especially yeah. new listeners. Just, you know, send us an email, introduce yourself. Okay. So I kind of set aside the second part of the show to talk about maybe some bigger ways to dive in with this, all this like pent up intention and energy yes. that we have. Um, I think the little ways we talked about are still are really valid for just day in and day out. But sometimes, some years, it feels like we need a a big push. And I I guess the caveat I wanted to give here is that these are not things every single person needs to do every single year. That would make no sense. These are we're going to talk about things that cost time and money and really like involve pretty big changes in your life. And so it's totally okay if you're not doing something like that this year, or if you like to do something like this in September and in January, you're just getting through. So no matter what, it's okay. But Megan, this is where you are going to please tell us what craziness you've decided to do. I have done, I've decided (laughs) to just do something bananas. Yeah. So, okay. I don't exactly remember which day it was that I sent you a message about this, but I want to say it was like, the day after Christmas. I think maybe. that was exactly what I was going to guess. So, okay. Let's go so with that. I, you know, and, and I want to, I want to point out first of all, that again, I'm in a very different place this year than I typically am like this time of the year. And, and for a lot of people, like you kind of get through Christmas and then you move into the new year and you're like, okay, I mean, I'm just going along with life as usual. It's pretty right. good. Like, right. you know, it's nothing like earth shattering has happened. Um, but I was in a very different place the day after Christmas and everything that I had kind of thought my January was going to look like was suddenly very different. And I just happened to stumble across, like, I, I don't even remember how it happened. I think I checked my email and I was cleaning out all those end of year emails you get mm-hmm. promoting this or that. And there was one from my yoga studio. And one of my goals that I keep saying for the last, I don't even know how long is I wanted to yoga more. I wanted to yoga more. I wanted to yoga more. And then to the to the point of patience, something else always comes up that I want to do a little bit more. And mm-hmm. instead of having the patience to wait an hour, mm-hmm. go to the dang class, then come back and see you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or the patience to sit through a class that's hard. Yeah. And, or or boring. Like yeah. some of the classes that I go to, like the gentle yoga classes, can be hard in a different way. They're yeah. mentally hard um, because you have to focus and engage in something that isn't really maybe occupying your mind on its own. So I find myself chasing a lot of mental stimulation a lot Mm -hmm, of times, mm -hmm. emotional stimulation, people, places, things, stuff to do. And so I don't get around to the things that are important Mm -hmm. that I really want to do. Anyway, so my yoga studio sent this email saying they were doing a challenge where you do 60 yoga classes in two months. Now, mind you, one of those months is February. So this is not even 60 days. (laughs) This is like 58 or 59 days. Um, and then if you do, you get entered to win prizes. And I don't expect to win the prizes. That's cool. Like they're really yeah. good. But like, to me, it was more like in that moment, I just happened to be receptive to something big. Mm-hmm. And then I decided like, why wouldn't I do it? Right. It was a, it was a really big mindset shift because I've spent a lot of my life talking myself out of doing things that are hard mm-hmm. in uh, because something easier yep. is right in front of me or seems more reasonable or mm-hmm. seems more. I don't know, rational, logical, whatever. It's more accessible. It's easier, Mm -hmm. right? The easier things is easier. And I just was like, yep, I'm going to do it. And then I went and told a whole bunch of people I was going to do it. And then I bought myself some slouchy sweaters to wear over my, (laughs) um, over my yoga wear and a very expensive water bottle because I just figured those things would help me. Yeah. But I'm now, so we are recording this on the seventh and I'm eight classes in. 
So that is so, more than one yoga class a day. More than one yoga class. And a you day. had one day you went to your grandma's funeral, right? So I was actually, traveling two full days. So okay. I've, I had to double up twice now. So how many days of this last week have you gone to more than one yoga class? In the last week, I've gone twice, two days. Okay. Twice. And oh I think gosh. I may go to another class today. I went to one this morning. It was great. And I think I'll probably go to another one tonight. So it's crazy pants. It is completely crazy. So can you just sort of, this is so extreme. And this is the opposite of what we talked about in the first half, all these little baby steps. So talk me through what it's been like, just mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like, what have you noticed? It doesn't have to be relating to your word. It could just be anything. What have you noticed doing something so completely wholeheartedly? Um, Well, one thing that's kind of been great and well, it's a, it's a double-sided coin is that you can tell a lot of other people at the, at the studio are doing the challenge, which yeah. means classes are super full, uh-huh. which is annoying, but fun. Uh-huh. Like it's annoying because everyone's squished together and the room is really hot, but it's also fun because there's just this energy that makes it easier. Like everyone's talking about it in the hall yeah. and, and that will fit. I mean, by the end of January, I know that that's not going to be necessarily as, <laughs> as much the case, but it did kind of give me this like, okay, we're all in this together kind yeah. of a feeling. Um, the other thing is I'm just laser focused right now. Like, yeah. and if you say you're going to do something and you really mean it and you set your whole life up around it, it's not like yoga is consuming my day. It's only taking up about like, you know, an hour of my day plus drive time um, on a, t- a typical day. And if it was mm-hmm. a day I was doing two classes, maybe two hours, two and a half, it's not taking up my entire day. It's not like I'm getting, not getting other stuff done. It's just that that's a non-negotiable. It's a complete rock. Like it's the I, thing it's that the biggest rock. Yes. It is right now my biggest rock. And we've talked about rocks before. And I think it's always interesting when you look and just in case people don't know what we're talking about, the, the concept is you fill your jar with the big rocks first mm-hmm. so that the little rocks can kind of fit in around it. Yes. And it's very tempting to choose things as your big rocks that you were going to do anyway. <laughs> That's totally something I would do. You know what I mean? Because then it gives you something to check off a to-do list. It gives you that feeling of having accomplished something. Yes. But did you accomplish something if it's something you were going to do anyway? I mean, yes, you did. You made yeah. it through the day. You breathed. You brushed your teeth. Whatever it was, right? You did that thing that you had to do. But you parented your kids yeah. because they're there in front of you and you have no <laughs> choice. Like, there's there's big rocks that are actually rocks and then there's like I don't know big rocks that are really the air I don't even really yeah, know how to yeah, put yeah, it yeah. But like, yeah yeah so anyway th- this has just been a really interesting exercise in every day like having to plan out ahead of time which classes am I going to go to and that means I don't hang out with my friends during that time mm-hmm. that means I don't have a glass of wine at six o'clock because I'm going to a seven o'clock class and that means you know I I don't go out to lunch because I'm about to whatever it is whatever the thing is that I would yeah. have done during that time um, I don't sleep in because, or I don't, I fight the urge to like lay back down after the kids go to school because I've got a class coming up in 15 minutes. Like it just means for me to fit. And there's, the studio does have a pretty decently sized offering, yeah. but there aren't classes literally all day long, every single right. day. So you do have to be a make little a more choice. intentional and you do have to make a lot of choices. And that's actually been really good for me. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Cause I remember you sent me a picture of when you were sort of planning this out and we're going to, in, in a few minutes, we're going to finish this up by talking about calendar planning. Cause it all ties in, but yeah. um, that was probably different for you to look at your next two months and sort of decide where you're going to be. I mean, you're a rebel, like you don't like right. anyone to tell you where to be. So how was I that don't. for you to go day by day and have to sort of look at the details and the implication of okay, I'm going to be traveling on this day. So I'm going to have to go to two classes. Did you go through the yeah. whole two months or did you just go through the first few weeks? Like when you I were went planning through the that? first, I went through the first month, I think. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm scheduled out all the way to the end of the month. Now I do, I didn't want to scare myself too much. There are classes I have never tried before that I'm not ready to commit to trying mm-hmm. like hard, hard ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of the month, yeah, I mean, you're going to be, be there. Yeah, you're going to totally be there. Well, and I'm going to be ready for something new. And also the way that the challenge is set up, they don't make it that easy. Like you can't just pick all the easy classes. There's like certain ones you have to take. Oh, okay. I like you it. have to do like 10, like hot classes or something like okay. that. Like I don't like hot classes, but I'm going <laughs> to do it because I'm doing this. Right. So there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that resistance. I do think one of the things I'm trying to do through this practice of patience, which ties in with discipline is to maybe submit a little bit more and just, you know, allow that sometimes having fences around me helps uh-huh. me or having, having something to show up for, having something, something you to have show to up do. for helps yeah. me. I don't mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. um, but I'll do it mm-hmm. if the benefit is there. And because I'm making this such a huge focus for me right now, yeah. like I can see where the benefit, because I'm not, 
I'm not trying to fit in around a million other things. Right. Like I'm making this my thing. Well, okay. So that I'm so glad you said that because we're what we're talking about here is like any big thing you decide to do in the new year or any time of the year where you are like all in on something. And I think some one of the traps of going all in on something, we have all this new year energy, but it's easy to convince ourselves that we can go all in, say on a whole 30 diet, for example, just pulling that right. one out of a hat and not... Uh, have to sacrifice time or money from somewhere else. Like you can't just add an all in activity and expect nothing else to change or you will fail. And so I think you were really smart is you, you really did say like, this is what I'm doing. Other things are going to have to take a back seat for a couple of months. And in the example of a whole 30 or something, you're, you might see it on your wallet in the beginning, your time, Mm -hmm. you have to set aside time to learn about that stuff. So, So I think these immersive experiences can be really transformative but they're not to be entered into lightly. And I think that's how sometimes they get a bad rap, right? So other, yeah. other examples, I think, and I know that you have tons in your past, but any kind of a class or a program, right? Like I can think of a lot on creative, like creative challenges, daily writing challenges. There's so many cool things. I feel like I see them all the time online. And then I'm like, oh, I, I would never stick with that. But I'm mm-hmm. curious. I mean, those are the ones I've thought of. Like anytime that you're going to sign up to say like, blog every day for a month or do some kind of a boot camp or a challenge mm-hmm. or any of these go things. to a retreat go to a like, retreat yeah. yes 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 yeah I, I mean anything like that I think that there's a lot of temptation like you said to want to do all the things mm-hmm. um one thing and I don't know if this is exact this isn't actually answering your question because you're asking for what other options there might be but yeah. but one thing when I made my like 2019 goals I put the months I wanted to get some certain big things done and they are not the next two months. Right. Yeah. Like I'm very clear that I'm not getting this crap done in the next two months yeah. because I can't. And yeah. if I try to go with my natural inclination, inclination, which is to say I can fit all of the things in, yeah. then I'm not going to fit any of the things right. in. And you'll burn and, out by February out. 15th. Yeah. Um, well, and going back to the word or the intention, um, a lot of times, like uh, at the new year, a lot of the boot camps and programs we see advertised have to do with either getting healthy or getting organized. Those are like the two. Yep. But um, I guess if your word, for example, is something about is create or something about mm-hmm. creativity, don't forget that you can you can use all this kind of bundled up new year energy, but do something that's very um, freeing or very much about self-care or very mm-hmm. much. Um, like the opposite of productive is what I'm trying to say. So the line we're being sold is that we've got to like eat better and get more organized this time of year, but you don't have to, you could decide that you want to be gentle on yourself and have some kind of like radical self-care ritual. You could go hardcore boot camp in the area of not being hardcore. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from listeners um, if there's programs that you've done or kind of reset immersive experiences that you would recommend, because I do feel like it can be overwhelming. There's so many out there. And I love that your story, Megan, just involves like that one little email from your local yoga studio. And honestly, had I not been in that mind space, I probably wouldn't have even noticed it. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's a matter of just saying to yourself, self, like, I really want to focus on this thing. I need a change or whatever it is. And then just being open, yep. inviting, if invite, you will. Invite that possibility. <laughs> um, well, another type of thing that's related and that I think a lot of people think about this time of year is working one-on-one with a coach of some yeah. kind. And so this is where, I mean, the sky's the limit, but it feels a little scary because this type of thing can cost even more than a yes. boot camp or a program. But if you have been meaning to see a counselor or a therapist mm-hmm. or yeah. um, maybe do that with your family or with one of your kids or your spouse, if you, you know, want to work with a personal trainer or a nutritionist, I feel like those are the real common ones this type of this time of year. But um, business coaches, personal coaches, yeah. life coaches, um, those are things where it, it's easy to convince ourselves we don't need it because we've, you know, written in our journal and made all the lists, but you can't underestimate the value of having that accountability and that, um, you're paying somebody to, to help you get off the ground this time of year. So that's another, I think another option. If you just feel like you want, you want the full, like all of it. Yeah. And I think, I think there's really something to be said for really going in hard, even if it's something that even if it's something that's billed as something you can fit in around your daily life, like therapy, a lot of people go to therapy forever, right? right? A lot of people are, are see nutritionists like once a month. Like, and I think there's great value in that. But if you really want an impact, like the people I know who've gone to a therapist, like I have several friends that, that are seeing marriage therapists, stuff like that. 
the ones who've had the most success are the ones who say for like a month, this is like what we're doing. Yes. Yes. That's this is it. You yeah. know, and I'm not changing this appointment. I'm not canceling this appointment. Everything else is working out around it. Whatever yep. homework we get, we're going to do like yep. whatever those things are. And I do think there's a value in that, even if it's just 30 days. Yep. That, I agree. That, very intensive focus. I agree. And I think that's probably a really good point when you're looking at hiring some kind of coach or expert in any area, if they make it seem like you can make huge strides by doing something 20 minutes a week, it, it, you, might wanna, <laughs> you might want to think about that. You, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're totally right, especially in the area of counseling and therapy. Like the work you put in is the work that you will get out. So yeah. if it means going to more sessions or doing yeah. more outside. Yeah. So I think that eventually you'll get to maintenance mode, right? Nobody gets to maintenance mode right away. And I, right. I, I do think that there is a, we have a cultural um, tendency to downplay hard work. Yes. And yes. to make things sound like you can fit it in around everything else and yeah. all the things. And it's just not realistic. Yeah. Okay, well, before we wrap, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on briefly, and we've mentioned it, is how to use our all of our energy for our word this time of year mm -hmm. to look at our calendar for the entire year. And like you said, Megan, put some things out there, way out there in the summer, in September, um, yeah. that feel connected to that intention we have now. And I love this because as, as good as I am at making a to-do list and crossing off tasks, I tend to be fairly short-sighted. And it's because I, I have so much control over what happens in the next week to six weeks. Right. And six yeah. weeks I've always noticed is about the time at which I'm like, not really thinking about that time. And I'm especially not thinking about things like personal growth and positive right. change. It's just, it's, it's only what's in front of me. And so this year I really do want to, um, Brian and I are going to make it kind of a date night to go through our calendar and not just the logistics, but like, what do we, you know, what are the fun things? What are the values? Yeah. What are, you know, and it, it's funny because I'm a natural calendar planner, but I often stop short of doing it when it comes to goals and intentions. I do it when it comes to, you know, stuff I have to do, tasks. So right. um, well, have you, have you looked at your calendar yet for the whole year? I, I have, I haven't um, scheduled a lot of stuff out, but I, but a couple of the big rocks that I want to do besides when I complete this yoga, remember, I haven't done anything besides <laughs> yoga for like the last week. Um, but after that's done, I definitely want to move to a solid daily yoga practice. I don't know how that's going to look. I don't think I'll be at the studio every single day, but I want it to be a big part of my week, which means I'm going to have to build stuff around that to keep yeah. me motivated. I don't know what that's going to look like just yet. Um, I have a gift certificate for tennis lessons that I won like a year ago. I really want to book the dang tennis lesson. Nice. I keep saying I'm going to, and I keep not doing it. I got to fix my camper uh -huh. so that I can go camping and then travel. I always have this like love hate relationship with booking travel. Yeah. You it's, like to kind of wait till you get the itch, right? I noticed well, that about you. It's magical thinking. Yeah. Because I always think that if I book too early, something else might come up uh, like that FOMO. I don't want to miss. The problem is that's life. Yeah. And the trip you're planning should be worth it. Like whatever yeah. it is you're planning should be, you know, you're going to give stuff up. And I think just practice like FOMO practice. Like, yeah, it's like a muscle you flex. You realize that you missed the party or you missed the concert or you yeah. missed the event, but that's okay. And like yeah. life goes on and you still had a great time doing this other thing. Yeah. I think the more you just uh, acknowledge that and accept that, the easier it gets. Yeah. So I would like, I do have um, travel on my list of 2019 goals. And I think I'm going to go ahead and book some out. I, nice. I think, you know, even if it's, even if it's so far down the road, I can't see yet yeah. what else might come up. That's okay. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, I think one thing I want to get better about this year in terms of calendar planning is, uh, don't laugh, is planning time for planning. What I tend to have okay. all the energy this time of year and want to kind of envision the whole year at once. But then once that energy starts to wane or once plans change, mm. I'm not as good about like a quarterly check-in. And this includes everything from like our family to Brian and me to travel. So I, I think I want to I don't know how it's going to work yet. And I think about this with our business too. Like, you know, once I'm head down in the details, I'm less likely to have a big, like exciting growth conversation with you right. about our business. I, it's got to be scheduled. We've got to schedule right. those kind of things. So I, I don't know the system yet, whether it's like quarterly, but I want to see it physically on my calendar that there's some kind of like personal planning time and some kind of business reset planning time and that it's, it's blocked, whether it's once a month, once a quarter. So um, it's the kind of thing that, you know, you're supposed to do. And I think because I am pretty, I'm pretty good on the fly. I stay on top of things. I don't let stuff slip. So I, I, I feel like I don't need it, but everybody needs it. You always need yeah. that, that kind of um, step out of your life and your business for half a day. So I don't know. That's one of mine. 
Agreed. Right. Okay. We should get together more often. That's what that tells me. I know. I mean, that's a <laughs> quarterly goal. It is. It is. Um, okay. So new listeners, if you're not familiar, we every time, every episode before we wrap, we do a segment called Cue It Up. And this is to help you navigate our very vast archives. If you have missed episodes in the past or if you haven't listened to all of our older episodes, each week on Tuesday, we will recommend an oldie but goodie. And the idea is that you can scroll back in your podcast app right now and listen to our hand chosen episode. So we kind of stopped doing this over the holidays because we were giving you so much content. Right. Like, we didn't they want to send want, one more link. They don't want anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my first cue up for the year is our two part segment from last January and it's called the 10 habits of happy moms. It was in two parts. It's episode 137 and 138 from just a year ago this time. And it's just, if you missed those, or even if you listened to them once, it's good general reminders for happiness as a mom, which is great timing for the new year. And if you are a new listener, I think you'll get to know us and our personalities, our parenting styles a lot by listening to those. So um, I will link them up in the show notes, but really if you're holding your device right now, you just scroll back to episode 137 and start there. And Megan, we will be back. We have a More Than Mom coming up this Sunday, and then we'll be back with you guys for the regular episode next Tuesday. Happy 2019, everybody. Happy New Year. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.